you're now tuned into the Don't Dumb Down Your Greatness podcast, where we explore the habits, tactics, and secrets behind the most inspiring entrepreneurs, thinkers, and leaders. Amber, welcome to the show. I want to say your name right, Amber Hobson, right? Or... Yes, that's correct. Okay, so welcome to the show. You know, um, I'm really excited to have you. Uh, you know, I read a lot of your story, so I'm interested in, you know, other people getting a, a whiff of your genius, pretty much. And so, thank you. You're welcome. So, thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. So, you know, you, you call yourself Amber Hobson, a.k.a. Cobra Red, though. And so when right. I seen that, I was like, what's Cobra Red mean? Like, what does that mean? Okay. Cobra Red derives from my rapping background. Um, I was an entertainer. Uh, I feel like I'm still, I think that never goes away. I mean, that, that, that helped me as well in, in my entrepreneurship and in my business. Um, I was in an all-female rap group called the Five Footers, and uh, we were assigned to Warren G's movement, G-Funk. Um, so that's where Cobra Red comes from, the rapping. You know, so, so a lot of people still call me by Cobra Red, like people in the industry and people who knew me back in those days, 90s and you know, early 2000s. Um, so that's why I put both names. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. So that's, that's some gems right there. Cause I didn't read that part anywhere. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> the word G, I'm like, what? <laughs> so that's what's up. So we got an exclusive. Um, yeah. So I read your, your, your bio. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Like you say, you know, you, so how, like, where are you from and how did you grow up? Like, give me a, a, a small, you know, background on yourself and then we'll get into like why you're actually here. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm originally from Compton, California. Uh, I grew up like all through Southern California, Long Beach, Los Angeles. Um, I'm currently been in San Fernando Valley, uh, for about 15 years now. Um, so that's where I'm from. I'm from the CPT, straight out of Compton. There you go. And well, how did you get into the, to doing hair? You mean, you, you basically was doing the rap thing for a while. And so how did you yeah. transition from hair to rap? Like, that's an interesting transition. It's really crazy. Well, um, it's one of those things where I believe that whatever talent you have or whatever, you know, you can, you can turn your talent or your, your passion into profit. So I always knew how to braid hair since I was seven years old playing with Barbies. But, you know, that my my passion at the time has always been music. I was drawn to the whole hip hop era. You know what I mean? Um, I'm talking about even in the late because I started rapping in like junior high. Um, but as time went on, um, when our, our album was on hiatus at the time, I had to, you know, hustle, figure out a way to make some money because I had a newborn son. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I had to try to figure it out. So um, I caught the attention of the outlaws, the well, Napoleon and his brother, they owned, you know, the outlaws that was down with Tupac. At mm -hmm. the time, they owned this hair salon in Studio City. and um. 
I happen to be in the studio braiding Benzino's hair. I know this is crazy how it all connected Benzino for love and hip hop. But at the time, you know, he was he was very uh, respected in the business because he had the Source magazine, and you know, he was a boss. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, I didn't. His rapping sucked rocks, but as far as his business goes, he was a great businessman. And everybody respected him for that. So at the time in the studio, it was so crazy. Like Nelly was there, DMX was there. Um, it was it this this I think this was in like two thousand two. Uh, and so uh, Napoleon and his brother they owned a salon called Platinum Cuts, and they saw me braiding Bazzino's hair, and they were like, "Oh man, we need a braider for our shop." And I always knew about them from. Access Granite that was on BET, you know, because they had that. They that was a thing too. Uh, Napoleon took his celebrity and he promoted his business with his celebrity. You know what I mean? Like being famous or whatever. Um, and that's kind of how it started. And from that point, I ended up going to beauty school because um, at first I kind of had that attitude like, man, I'm not taking this hair thing seriously because I'm, I'm, you know, our album about to come out. The album never did come out. So <laughs> <laughs> that, sound like, that sound like a lot of rappers today. Right. So, you know, I had to take it to the next step. I said, well, this hair thing is pretty cool. You can dress the way you want to dress. You know, you have a lot of freedom. You know, yeah. you set your own hours. And I'm like, oh, you can still be, you know, artistic. I was like, oh, OK, I'm going to do this. And. Uh, Lolita Goods, who I worked up under, um, I, I learned her, her weave, you know how to do weaves, sewing weaves from her. And when I watched her make like $2,000 in one day, I was like, let me get my ass in school. Like, let me take the whole <laughs> so, level. so let's let's slow down a little bit. Let's slow down a little. Well, we're going to speed up at the same time, but I want to kind of, because the thing is, there's a lot of young ladies who probably listening to this audio right now. Yo, well, I could do hair. I could braid hair, you know, so what? Well, you know, so but my thing is you took it to another level and you made yeah. six figure, you made a six figure business out of it. So how did you take, cause there's a lot of people who have these passions, like, and there's a lot of young ladies who can do hair, a lot of people who can do social media, do this, do that, but they weren't able to create six figure businesses from it. So how was you able to take something that you grew up doing and turn that into a six figure business? If it wasn't for the internet, I don't think I would be in this position. Mm. Um, The reason why I say that is because uh, I'm going to name a couple of of, uh, internet platforms that help propel my business. Okay. And that is Yelp. Um, uh, You ever heard of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Yelp.com? Where you do reviews and stuff a business where I have five stars. And before... um, and that's the thing. You, you you have to know that some things that you did in the past, maybe a year ago, may not be as effective as now. You know, the way the internet and the way technology is, everything is going so fast and there's always new things you have to get, you know, get on. Yeah. So at the time, Yelp, you know, I got in on Yelp when it was like kind of first starting. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't paying anything and it was crazy. I was getting new clients all the time. Hmm. Um, so you know, that, and then I was utilizing, like, right now, Google Business. You know, you need to register your business on Google Business. That helps because if someone types in on their phone, they're looking for a black hair salon or a braider or whatever, 
your Google business will pop up. Like your business will pop up. Um, it's about, um, let me see that, you know, I work Facebook, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, but so I think a I've lot of people. Business. So here's the thing. A lot of people probably heard of Yelp. They probably heard of Google business and they probably overlooked it to be honest with you. And what you're saying is don't, don't promote our businesses online too. A lot of mm-hmm. us in the industry, in the beauty industry, we're still stuck on the referral thing you know, hand to hand, like, oh yeah, such and such does my hair. But now it's the referral thing on the internet. So if you're not on the internet, if your business is not on the internet, you might as well go kill yourself. <laughs> Unless you've been in business for so long where you already have a following and you don't really need, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Have, you know what I'm saying? But as far as providing a service or products, like you just have to, you have to work the living daylights out of the internet. Like that's that's another part. That's my part time job doing it. You know, and I'm on YouTube. Yeah, I'm ready to get into so, that. I was like, yeah, you naming a lot of stuff, but right now you got like over two million views on your YouTube channel. Yeah, it's almost at three million. Yeah, yep, it's almost, almost at, at three, three million. million. But I I started in like 2006. This is when before YouTube even got big, before you can even monetize. Now I set myself up to where I had so many, I had, when I got to a point where I had so many followers and so many hits, where now YouTube pays me. So that's another way of getting passive income. You know what I mean? Like not only are you promoting for free, you don't have to pay YouTube. You know what I mean? And you get paid from it. Like, Uh, but it's it's a method to it. And I want to dig into that because, you know, I think you two, you know, you've been able to, you know, expand your business a lot through you actually gaining a celebrity online. And so how did you grow your YouTube channel? Because there's a method to the madness. Like right. nobody don't just, you know, nobody don't just say, oh, I like her and subscribe. You're doing specific, you're doing specific stuff Absolutely. to really grow that YouTube channel. So what have you figured out about building a YouTube channel that you think a lot of people are not paying attention to? Well, when I first started, the, I mean, how I even got into YouTube was, um, I was working at this one salon, I, you know, uh, trying to build back a clientele and um, I was on YouTube and I noticed all these different I call them kitchen beauticians where they're kind of doing their hair from out of their house right and you know I'm just looking paying attention I said this is boring as hell like they don't have no spunk no personality and I took I said you know what I'm a freaking entertainer at the end of the day let me take that gift that I have in entertaining and put it towards YouTube. So what I started doing first, I started doing like freestyle sessions. Like you'll see some of my earlier YouTube is youtube.com forward slash hair escapades. When you go on there, if you go to like the very beginning, I was doing a lot of different freestyles over, you mm-hmm. know, in- instrumentals, right? And then I started doing what I call from drab to fab, which is makeovers on people. Mm-hmm. So people were able to see me as a person. I had to sell myself. And that's what part of all this is, is you have to kind of like sell yourself. Mm-hmm. And people see, oh, wow. Well, it's not only does she have pictures, but we can actually see what she do. We can see yeah. how she take one chicken head 
into looking glamorous. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, to break down what you did, you basically found a trend and added just your own spin to that trend. You didn't just, you know, make up something new. You found what other people were doing. And then you was like, yo, they're not doing it right. right. Let me come in. Let me improve it. Let me make it better and put my own spin on it. Just by and being then, myself. Like I didn't sit there with a chalkboard and like you're in class. Cause I have ADD. And I know I can't get through. If something is not entertaining, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm like on to the next. I'm fast forwarding. I'm doing, you know what I mean? So I wanted to make it to where you just tune in like, wow, you know, not only, not only is she showing us something, but she's entertaining and she's giving a motivational message. So I yeah. included all of that. You know what I mean? Where, I mean, now, you know, I, I inspire just more than just people in the beauty industry, you know? And how often did you have to post? Like when you were building up your YouTube base, how often did you did you have to like uh, to keep that to keep that momentum going? Did you have yeah. to make a video every day or every no, week? No, like every it'll be every week or maybe twice a week. It just kind of depended on what was going on. Um, mm -hmm. And too, you know, I had to also when I'm doing people's hair, I have to get permission, film. Everybody's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. I've had some people where they agreed to do it and then when they see it they're like no i'm like can you please take it down you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah um so that's that's what you're seeing is real key in you know branding yourself because youtube is becoming you know like you said it's a beast on its own and you've been able to make a successful offline business now you have you know a successful online business and now you're basically you know you have about well, you're kind of taking your, your message on the road now and teaching other, you know, young ladies who want to boss up like you did. And right. um, well, I think with all this hard work, what I had to do, a, a friend of mine, his name is Warner. Um, he told me, you know, it's all about you got to create uh, intellectual property. And that's something where, you know, it's something you don't really have to work for. You know, it's no labor. It's, it's mainly like, you know, music is intellectual property mm -hmm. and pay from loyalty. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Book sales. That's all. You know what I mean? Products being my products being sold online. So this is see my whole exit strategy is that, you know, I put if I put so much work in now, later when I retire, my money is working for me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Instead of me working for the money. And so that's really like my. So you see this as in a, you know, so basically you investing in yourself. Absolutely. Instead of me going out buying the latest Gucci purse, instead of me going to the club and, and, and trying to impress strangers mm -hmm. by popping bottles, you know, $500 bottle popping. Um, I put that money towards my business. Something that's going to make me money. Something that can help that's me pay up. my bills. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, you you know, I'm, I really admire you. You're a single mother. I grew up with a single mother, and my mother was a hustler. Yeah, you know I, read, I, mean? I read part of your book. I'm still okay, reading it. I love your book. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for you. You know, one of the things that I, I had, a, I had a conversation with a young lady um, the other day, and, you know, and I won't put her name out there, but I will, I will put out what she told me. And one thing that she was saying was that it's so hard for her. She was, she was joking, but I think she was not joking at the same time, which was like, you know, she's like, I might as well go strip, you know, or something like that. Cause she felt like, you know, it was easy money or if it was an easier way out. And there's a lot of young ladies. The reason why I'm mentioning that is because like, I feel like there's a lot of young ladies who face that kind of stress 
that kind of, you know, hard, you know, that hard shit that comes with being an entrepreneur, but becomes being a female entrepreneur, a black female entrepreneur at that. Um, could you talk a little bit about that and, you know, that feeling that a lot of these young ladies might be going through as they struggle as entrepreneurs? What could you tell them? This is my first time even speaking on this, and I just feel like, I don't know, it's just in my sphere to talk about. It's some things I don't talk about because it's not really nobody's business, but, you know, it was a time when I actually walked into the strip club to see how it went. Cause I thought about it. I'm not going to lie. Like I did, you know, especially when, you know, a single mother and, and it was a time when I was on welfare and if it wasn't for welfare in section eight, I wouldn't have been able to get through school. Cause I had to quit working at the salon and go to school full time and not, you know, without mm-hmm. really getting paid. But like I said, you have to dig deep into yourself. Take whatever you're good at. You may be just a good writer. You could do journalism for a blog. You know what I mean? Or, you know, you just have to take your real talent or take what you're good at and just make a profit from it. Like do a lot of research. And I think what happens with females when they say, you know, I'm just going to strip because they're using what they have. You know what I mean? And, I'm, you know, I don't judge anybody because I've known I, I had one client that was a stripper. And what she did is that she stripped for a minute to build up money to start her own business. And then she stopped stripping. So it depends on what, what your end goal is and what you're trying to do. I mean, I'm not advocating stripping. You know, that should really be a very, 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 very last resort. I mean, I mean but what kept you? What kept you with from... The internet, with the power of the internet, you can make mm-hmm. your own business just on a computer. There's all these different girls. Now they got all these online boutiques. You know what I mean? Selling clothes and jewelry. What, what kept you, know you I mean? like? So, so let's focus on you. What kind of what 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 gave you the drive to to not go down that route? Like, what did you what what did you keep in your head to remind yourself? Because I have a son. At the end of the day, I still have to be a prime example to him. You know, and I I, I don't want you know. I, I, at the end of the day, I always just thought about him. And when I was in that setting. When I walked into that strip club and, you know, just seeing the, the kind of men that were in there in the late, and I said, you know, this ain't me. What am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, I just walked out yeah. kind of like, this is just not me. Like, I, I came from performing on stages in front of thousands of people. Like, I had to think about my worth and what mm-hmm. I've done. You know what I mean? And that's what kind of put me back into reality. Like, no, nah, it got to be a better way. If yeah. I have to go work a little nine to five and do this, that, and the third, you know, you got to do what you have to do, but I, I, it just wasn't for me, basically. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, is it, that's the advice you got for a lot of young ladies that's in that position. Just figure out what your why is, figure, you know, and value yourself, place a lot of worth on yourself. And, yeah, you know. at the end of the day, it's like, you know, there there's so many ways to make money now because of this Internet. Like, if I would have had this back in the 90s, like now even how people are able to sell their music online or, you know, promote themselves to the point to where they don't even need a record label. They, they, they do their own, they get paid off their own shows and merchandise. Like, you know, now it's a lot of these video, what they used to call them video hoes. Now they on the internet, now Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> doing, doing, I mean, they took it to a whole nother level. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Like, wow. So, I mean, the reason why That's my, because you've become like a, a great example. Like you, you look, this is someone who's made six figures, was a single mother, um, and made a way for herself and her family. 
when there was no other way. And so, like, if there's any, it doesn't even matter if you're a dude listening to this. It doesn't matter. Like, I feel like if someone, if she's like a shining example of like, oh, you can, you can make it out. You know, it doesn't really have to be, you know, the way you set yourself up. So, right. um, so yeah, you know, you got the book out and you even have yeah, your own. Boss moves. Yeah, it's called yeah. Boss Moves, What They Didn't Teach You in Beauty School. <laughs> and you talk about building clientele, brand self, and making money and savings, right? Yeah, saving money. That's It says in, I think the chapter is uh, save, save your money to save your ass. And, <laughs> no, it's for real because no one cares. No one, don't, no one wants to be invited to your pity party. No one cares. You have to save yourself. You have to put money to the side to save yourself in emergency situations. To save yourself for the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, to self yeah. save your kids. So what did you come out with the no one care? Like what was the what was the one lesson in your life where you just found out that no one cares? That that like can tell us tell us about the pivotal no one cares moment in your life. Huh. When I was sitting in the office of um um at the record label, not not Warren's Cause see Warren, his that was a production company, but it was up under the actual label, which was called Restless Records, and um, they're the ones that you know, giving us the money. So um, it came to a point where we finished our album, and we still, you know, we didn't get we didn't get our last money for finishing the album. They were holding off on paying us, which resulted to me going to the label in tears, talking to the main guy Joe. And I looked into his blue eyes because, you know, he was white. And I said, I can't even feed my son. I need money. It doesn't make sense. And I'm signed to a record label and I don't have any money. And he looked at me and shrugged his shoulders like there's nothing we can do. Mm. And I wanted to blow up that goddamn (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm about to be on some set it off for real. But, um, that's when I said I had to put the destiny, you know, I would never put my destiny in anyone else's hands. That's when I made that decision to, it's really, I, I, there's no excuse. I have to control my destiny. That's big. You remind me of that ice cube moment when he went to the baseball bat into the, to the, to the label and tore everything up. (laughs) So, So, yeah, you know, so, you know, look, you taught us a lot today, even though, you know, I'm hoping a lot of people, you know, grabbed a lot of stuff. You talked about building a clientele. You talked about branding yourself online through Yelp, through Google business, and especially through YouTube. You dropped a lot of gems on YouTube. Um, let me know, like, what do you do? Like, cause this, this show is all about like making your own, making yourself great. Like, what do you do every day, no matter what, to make sure that you, you, you're performing at the top, you know, at your being the best Amber you could be like, what is something that somebody can learn a young man or a young lady listening can learn from your struggle? What's the ultimate thing you want them to learn about what you do every day and from your struggle that that can help them? I keep myself motivated. I, I, you know, I, I've been reading more again because I, I, I'm an avid reader, which is why I'm glad I downloaded your book. I love stuff like that and just sharing it to people. But I, I read and I look at a lot of motivational videos. Like I, I basically brainwash myself. So at night, you know, I'll fall asleep listening to Tony Robbins or listening to um, Gary Vee. 
Um, these are people, these are like motivational mm-hmm. speakers, people who built like multi-million uh, businesses. Um, so I kind of like have to brainwash myself. So either in the morning or sometime in the morning, sometime in the morning and night, but it's always before I go to sleep. So in my subconscious is, is this motivation just going through my body. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I, I have to stay positive because I'm dealing, I'm, my hands are in people's heads. So I have to be in the right space. I have to be happy. You know, money doesn't bring happiness, but happiness mm. brings you money. Mm. And I got that quote from mm. Gary V. Yeah, I love Gary uh, V. Look him up. Oh yeah, I know he, Gary. I know Gary yeah, V. Yeah, Gary V. <laughs> I know you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. So he he made that statement. It just always stuck. Mm. Like you're right. You you know it is when you're in a great space. But when you're always negative, and that's the thing too, people separate yourself from people who complain a lot because energy gets into you and then you find yourself complaining like why am I complaining life is good like why am I no for real like I've been to third world that's why it's good people need to travel too I've been to third world countries in Jamaica in Brazil and guess what we have it so good in America it's pathetic like even our even our projects look better than like people are living in shacks in Jamaica this, there's no kind of government aid. Well, we have government aid out here. Like, there's just no excuse, man. I'm telling you, it's no excuse. Yeah, that's that's what's up. Like, that's what's up. Uh, where can people find you? Like, what if they want to get in touch with you and chop it up with you more, hit you up on social media? What's the best way to do that? Yeah, um, everything, and that's the thing with branding too, you guys. Everything is care escapades. I'm going to spell escapades because some people want to say escapes and escapades and all that <laughs> crap. It's e- is E-S-C-A-P as in Peter, A-D-E-S. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on YouTube. Uh, I'm on Periscope, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and you know what's funny even about Snapchat? I wasn't even, you know, I I wasn't trying to get on Snapchat. My son demanded I get on. He said, mama, you have to get on Snapchat. This is the new thing. That's why you got to listen to young people and be around young people. You know what I mean? Like even in my business, I have a lot of young people that work for me because they're up on everything that's going on. You know, they have these fresh minds, they innovative, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I like to keep that kind of energy around me, but I wasn't even going to get on Snapchat, but I'm glad that I did because it's been very instrumental. Yeah, you know, I got a whole line of other questions I want to ask you, just, but I, I'll save that for the part two. But yeah, because you talked about people that work for you. I was about to go in a whole spill like, oh, so how are you hired? You know what I, mean? <laughs> I know. We can, no, it's in my book. It's, it's, so you get to book. learn how you, all right, cool, cool. So that's in the book. So we, Yeah, Talk about that and what I expect from an employee and what and what and work and if you're trying to get a job, I tell you what's in what what you need to do to excite the employer. You know what I mean? So I tell it from both sides. Look at that. Jim's in the book. Thank you for, you know, jumping on here with me for a half hour talking gems with me. And um I definitely gonna cop the book. Wanda, all she had was good things to say about you. And so yeah, she's so cool. You know, that's good. You have her on the team, man. She's yeah, great. good team, right? So, like, you know, most people yeah. don't even know who don't know. Like, most people think it's just me. They only see me. They only they only hear my voice. They only see my face. But I have a, a lot of dope people 
who really helped me out just to be the kind of person that you think I am today. So like, you know, it's I want to say that I'm very proud of you just being a black man and being an example to, you know, up and coming entrepreneurs and, you know, like people don't know it, it's a lot. It, this is not glitz and glamor. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of tears. It's pain involved. Like sometimes you don't know when your next dollar is going to come, you know, but you just got to stay positive and stay working yeah. hard. It does take hard work. I'm sorry. Sure. It's not for it's the not. lazy. It's not. And you'll survive. I mean, you, you should, you give a great, your life is a great example of, you know, if you can walk into a strip club and contemplate that, but then you walked out and now you have a six figure business. You have a, a podcast, you have a YouTube channel with over millions of views. You have a life that, you know, you would have dreamed of. And so like, you know, if you're listening to this right now, I don't see how that's not inspirational. So Amber, thank you for coming on here with me. And um, I just want to say one more thing, you guys. Whatever you put out there will come into uh, existence, uh, into fruition, because I remember, you know, this was a couple of years ago, uh, and I, I had posted um, on my computer or sometimes on my wall, you know, I'll write goals or I'll write like uh, what they call a vision board, sort of, kind of. Um, and I had this red Mercedes Benz that was on my um that was on my um, board and probably about three years, maybe, maybe even four years later, three or four years later, when I was contemplating on buying this particular car and I had my son with me, I said, Solomon, just come with me. Um, Cause I showed him the picture of it. And he said, mom, that's the same exact car that was on your vision board. He remembered, I forgot because it was so many <laughs> yeah. years ago. And I really forgot. And, that's when that light really went off. And I was like, wow, like you really, your dreams really can come true. Dude. Yeah, that's what's up. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Sometimes we need a reminder that the things that we, we really put out there will come back. You know, sometimes it, we just don't know when. Yeah. But that's not our job to know when. Our job is to hustle. And, and, right. and you'll forget. But then because you already wrote it down and said in stone, it's still working in the universe and it comes about, it comes into fruition. There you go. Man, you dropping more gems. We were supposed to hang up like 10 minutes ago. That's what's up. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's all good. That's what's up. Like, you got more? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you asked me one more thing. <laughs> I mean, yo, honestly, so, so you're talking, you're getting into you know, a lot of territory that I'm in the spiritual territory now, you know? And so, you know, I mean, do you, do you use apps? So you say you go to sleep with these affirmations, basically motivational talks, you put stuff out there on a vision board. Like, so what exactly, what, what, if it, what kind of goal setting advice would you give to a young person? Um, as far as like, what did you do like on a vision? Cause everybody got their own version of a vision board. Like what's what kind of vision board did you put together, and what can we? How can we borrow that? They, they have vision board apps even on your phone too. Mm -hmm. That you can just put vision board, and all these different apps will come up. Mm -hmm. um, you can do it that way. Uh, but sometimes you just kind of even want to maybe get a um, and also on my computer too. They they on my laptop. Yeah. They have these little things where you can actually. But 
um, even if you don't have those resources, and sometimes people need to just wake up and see it every day in front of them. You can exactly have a poster board and just exactly you just write, you know, post pictures and write, and it's oh. pretty fun too, you know. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I do is I—I I mean, I meditate every day. I, you know, I dream. You know, I meditate, pray every day. But even on the vision board side, like there's a YouTube video that's like a visual vision board that I use. But then, even on the background of my computer, like I found a way to edit the the number. Like I, I found a way to kind of edit the number in my bank account. So what I did was I edited the number. And then I put like, you know, I'll put, I ain't going to say the exact amount. Let's just say it's hundreds of millions. Let's say that. And then I took a screenshot of that web page of my bank account. And that's the background of my computer. And it's been that way since like, I would say December. That's, yeah, um, you know, they say you write a check to yourself. I didn't try yeah. to write that one. But um, what's his face that was on Living Color? Jim Carrey did that. Yeah. He did that. And ended up, and he came into fruition. <laughs> yeah, I remember that episode. Wow, like this powerful stuff. So, yeah, look, Amber, we could talk for days. So you, you dope. So we definitely gonna have you back on, um, and to talk more about what you got going on as well. And so, thank you for for jumping on this podcast. I think a lot of people. So all my go getters out there, become breadwinners. Let's get it.